Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outbound Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outbound Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story this week, the nomination period for the SRG Universe Awards has opened. The nomination form is currently on the SRG Super Show discussion group page on Facebook. You can grab it in the file section. There's a section for files. It's there. It'll also take you to the post. This form is to nominate people for the SRG Universe Awards. The award show will take place at Captain Con the night of February 4th, 2023. It'll stream on the SRG Universe Twitch page, twitch.tv slash SRG Universe. If you want to nominate people for SRG Awards, go to the discussion group, download the file, fill it out, email it to johncalace at srguniverse.com. The deadline to submit your entries is January 8th, 2023. That is three weeks from today. The 18th of December is when I'm recording this. So three weeks from then, three Sundays. It's a Sunday, January 8th. That is the deadline to submit the nomination form. Let me go over the awards that are on the nomination form. I'm just going to go in order from top to bottom. The first award, Artist of the Year. This is for the people who actually create the art for the cards. So people like Nuno, Valtrosa, Elvis Negrampa, Manal, Michael DeNoya, those type of people. Nominate who you think is the best artist of the year, Jason Cardi. People who create the art for the competitors for the cards. Next award, Best Hair. Self-explanatory. Best Mic Skills, also known as the King Greatness Award. So best for promos. This is like a promo award. Best Musical Performance. So, JAC. The Some Random Goddess Tracks. Anybody who sings... Or does any kind of musical performance, instrumental, that's who would get nominated for here. Best New Artist. Similar to Artist of the Year, but it's for someone who just started creating art for Super Show the Game. Best New Signing. So a lot of times this is a competitor that joins Super Show. So somebody like Rob Van Dam in the past. AJ Styles. That type of thing. Best new SRG promotion. So local playgroup. BCW won this the first year it was out. ACCW, groups like that. So Rubber City Wrestling, which I think is a new promotion. They would be eligible for this type of award. Best production, the South Bell Award. So this is for the production value of a show. So a show like Expanding the Universe, Talk of the Universe, 
Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. Tell us about yourself. Outlaw Mudcast. The actual way the show is put together. Not the content, but the presentation. Audio and visual. Who makes the best production? That's what this award is for. Best recorded promo. So, best promo, but not live. Best recorded promo. Best ring gear. Who dresses the best? Who looks the nicest? Best SRG cameo. This is for people who essentially wear SRG apparel on big wrestling shows. So if there is an Impact pay-per-view or an AEW pay-per-view and there's SRG clothes being shown, if there's an SRG hat, an SRG t-shirt, one year at the Royal Rumble, somebody in the front row, an XCW player, I think this is Mrs. Cactus Sack, was wearing an SRG Universe t-shirt in the front row at the Royal Rumble. That would be an example of best SRG cameo. Best SRG promotion. So just which play group do you think was the best this year? Could be somebody like Rust Belt. Could be somebody like ACCW. Groups like that. That's who would be nominated. Best Super Show Show. So this would be similar to the production award, but it's everything. Not just the presentation, but the content, hosts, whatever you think. I'm always going to pull for this show, Outlaw Mudcast, to be the best Super Show show. I think we're the best Super Show show every year, but that's where this award would fit. Botch of the Year, Swing and a Miss Award. So, a big mistake. The Grump losing the United States Championship belt. That was a winner one year. The miscommunication between Steve Resk and Cody Rhodes that resulted in Cody's competitor set not coming into the game. Those types of things are what you would vote for for botch of the year. Breakout star, if the year. It should be of, they won't correct it, it's been if for at least three years now. But basically, this is a player who, not a new player, it's not like a rookie of the year. It can be a player who's been around, but somebody who's really gone and sort of moved up to the next level, maybe gone from being sort of, you know, a player that's just considered a good player to now they're considered a great player. Somebody who's basically, you know, almost kind of like a most improved, but just somebody who's, you know, gone from being somewhat, I mean, relatively unknown. That's not really a fair way to describe it. But basically somebody who's been able to unexpectedly capture the spotlight this year. That's the best way, I think, to put it. Card of the year. So just a card that is a great card. The year that the director of operations came out, I thought that was card of the year. Because up till that point, the best entrance card was hands down champion of Kickstarter. But when the director of operations came out, that increases your hand size by plus two. That immediately made a big splash. Cards like that. Cards that come out and they are game changers. Or they come out and they become a prominent part of the game. That's the type of thing you're looking for in card of the year. Catchphrase of the year. Just something that people say that catches on. Things like chugga chugga. Or red hat blue hat. Roll, flip, squat. Things like that. Catchphrase of the year. 
Champion of the Year, the Marcel Award. There's a couple different ways to view this Champion of the Year. It could be just somebody who held a belt that was dominant. It's also the Marcel Award, so you could look at it as a character thing. But Champion of the Year, Commentator of the Year, a.k.a. the LEO Award. So somebody who commentates on matches, people like Chibi, Brian Wade Fortschmidt, Lucky Cat Nico, anyone who sat down during a big match and commentated on it, who do you think's the best? That's who you'd nominate here. Deck of the Year. Usually this is a deck that's been dominant in competitive play. Hold the Line Harry's Mila Mai deck. Chris Pate's X-Royce deck. Those type of decks get nominated here. Event of the Year. Marktoberfest. Pax Unplugged. Rumble at the Rumble. Plaid Saturday. Those type of events get nominated here. Face of the Year. So basically, face, good guy, wrestler of the year. People like Evie Fresh in years past. Nightmare King. Face of the year. Faction of the year, a.k.a. the higher class award. So, factions, impact, cuddle commandos. Those are who you would nominate here. Which faction do you think was best? Feud of the year. There have been a bunch of different feuds throughout the years past. Um, big guy versus big match Pete going on right now. The brain versus Eddie Fury. Things like that. That's what gets nominated for Feud of the Year. General Manager of the Year. The GM Calais Award. So, there's a few different ways you could go here. This could be for local general managers. So, like the people who run ACCW or XCW, for example. Or this could be for people who run, who are the general managers of the divisions in the LFF. So, like Everett Stevens or Mark Perry. Those are the type of people that could be nominated here. Gimmick of the Year. I believe Gimmick of the Year is referencing like a gimmick on a competitor card. Whichever competitor came out with what you think is the best gimmick, that's who you'd nominate. I believe that's what it's talking about. Heel of the Year. So opposite of Face of the Year, who's the biggest bad guy? Is the big guy the biggest bad guy? Who knows? Hype Man Award. Loudmouth Leo Award. So people like Loudmouth Leo, Bobby Ohio, the Mad Custodian, people who are like that, those would be your Hype Man Award winners. Jobber of the Year. This is somebody who has lost a number of high-profile matches. Whatever you think that is. I don't really have a good example of that. LFF Competitor of the Year. Of the competitors that came out over the last 12 months, who do you think is the best? That's the LFF Competitor of the Year Award. Match of the Year. Any match. It might be um, the match that James Booker jumped in at BCW's Pixel Palace Pandemonium to become the uh, LFF World Heavyweight Champion, for example. It could be the Brain versus Yasmin at Gen Con. Pick a match that happened this year, usually high profile. That's the match of the year. Non-Super Show moment. Something that happened that's not specifically Super Show related. 
I'm not sure of a good example to give. Um, maybe something like Mr. Poppin' Twist winning a Best of Long Island. That happened one year. That could be considered a best non-Super Show moment. There's a bunch of different things that could qualify. Just kind of use your imagination. Pet of the year. Which pet in Super Show is the pet of the year? Past pets include General Manager Kalesa's frog, John Pulvino's dog Queso, Deezy Derailed's cat GM Blair. Pet of the year. Player of the year. Whatever criteria you want to use to judge that. Could be wins. Could be character. Could be championships. Chris Pate has won this in the past. That type of uh, idea. Ring general. The general cannoli award. Somebody who's... This is my understanding. It's somebody who's had success with a variety of characters. They can pilot multiple characters to success. That's the concept of a ring general. Rising star. This feels to me very similar to breakout star of the year. I think this is a little more, though, more rookie-ish. Road warrior of the year. The Bob Dunn Award. Who travels to a bunch of different events? Of the people who travel to a bunch of different events, that's who gets this award. Bob Dunn's gotten it because Bob Dunn's flown all over the places. The frequent flyer is someone whose name gets thrown around for these type of things. That's Road Warrior of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Uh, brand new player that's you know made a name for themselves. Rookie of the Year. Shock of the Year. Something shocking that happened. Uh, Mike Riot showing up to Grand Gathering. Coming all the way from New Zealand. That would be a Shock of the Year. Tag Team of the Year. Okay, which tag team? Dangerous Alliance, Animal Kingdom, Mott Boys. Pick a tag team, whatever criteria you want. That's tag team of the year. That is all 40 of the categories on the SRG award show nomination form. If you want to submit your nominees, fill this out. If you don't have a nomination to make, you can put in N slash A for non-applicable or just make an X in the box to indicate you have no nominee. Fill the form out. Email it to johnclace at srguniverse.com. You have until January 8th, 2023. I'm assuming midnight that day. They didn't specify on the post, but usually that's how these work. The nomination is not a vote. So understand it's not a vote. It's just, here's a list of potential nominees. The actual award committee will make the nominations. They'll look at these submissions. They'll pick, usually it's about six people. They pick for each award. And then the awards will be given out at Captain Con February 4th. They recommend not nominating yourself. For all the awards or a bunch of the awards. I mean, clearly, like for example, if I fill out this form, I'm nominating Outlaw Mudcast for Best Super Show Show. I'm just saying. But like, I'm not going to nominate myself for Champion of the Year, Face of the Year, Heel of the Year, Breakout Star of the Year. Make 
appropriate nominations. If you feel you deserve a nomination, by all means, nominate yourself. But just make it appropriate. Don't lobby for nominations. Now, I will, for example, say I'm nominating this show for Best Super Show Show. If you agree with that, feel free to nominate this show too. But I'm not going to go around and ask people, hey, nominate me. If you're looking for someone, I'll suggest me. But I'm not going to ask people, and they're asking people not to lobby for nominations. Don't troll. Have fun. You can nominate multiple people per category. You don't have to nominate just one person. I know in years past, they've allowed you to nominate for awards that did not exist, that were not part of this list. I don't know if they're doing that this year. That's what's going on with the form. Once again, SRG Super Show Discussion Group, File Section, Download the spreadsheet, email it to johnclace at srguniverse.com. January 8th, 2023 is the deadline. That's the big story this week. Other stories. Faction Wars 4 Phase 0 playoff portion is wrapping up. The final day for people to play their matches and submit them is today. So we should know who the top 16 teams are, presumably Monday, and then the information for Phase 1 will start rolling out. The 2023 CCC. I reported last week the deadline to submit entries for the CCC was the 16th. It's been extended to the 19th. I don't know if it's the same time. It was 9 p.m. Eastern. I would say stick to that time, although they might take submissions up until midnight. If you want to submit a competitor for the competition, email stuman9, S-T-U-M-A-N, the digit 9, at hotmail.com. That's Pat Mulligan's email. Your name, your competitor name, the background of your competitor, how they learned about the Legendary Fighting Federation, and a physical description. Be as descriptive as possible. They will create a sketch of your competitor based on your description. Feel free to send in reference photos and the like. Stocking stuffers. As part of the Fill the Van campaign and for you know uh, Christmas releases, $25 they are putting on sale a number of limited Christmas competitors. There's a brand new Christmas competitor this year, Santa's Little Helper. It's available in foil and non-foil. You don't control what you get. It's random. They'll also be putting in some of the last two years Christmas competitors, Sugar Plum or Krampus. You have no control over what you'll get. But if you buy the stocking stuff, you get a random one of those competitors, regular or foil, and you get some other cards as well. You've been naughty, a couple other Christmas-themed cards, and some other promos. Those are on sale. Santa's Little Helper, very similar in gimmick to Krampus from the previous year. Krampus's gimmick from the first year, once per match, your opponent may discard their hand. If not, or if they do not, 
add two cards from your discard pile to your hand. Santa's Little Helper's Gimmick. Once per match, your opponent may reveal their hand, and you may discard two cards from it. If they do not, search your deck for two cards and add them to your hand. So, similar idea. Slightly different mechanics, but similar idea. That's this year's holiday Christmas-themed competitor. That is going to be the news outside of tournaments from this past week. So let me go through the tournaments from this past week. I'll start Monday with Monday night consigliere fights. There were 20 players in this event broken up into five groups of four players. Each player played the other three in their group. After group play was completed, the top two records from each group advanced into the top cut. I'm not quite sure what happened in the top cut, but the first round was New York Rules. The second round was Ring of Fire. The semifinal round was Beast Unchained. And the finals and the third place match were Lumberjack matches. The finalists were Chibi as Candice LeRae and Yasmeen as Big Bad Bobby D. And in what I understand was a very short match, the winner was Yasmeen as Big Bad Bobby D. Honorable mention, in the third place match, we have, and I'm not 100% sure on the participants here, it's listed as Chris B. I think that may be Chris Bridges, although it's possibly Chris Brimer. I'm not sure. But Chris B. as Rage takes on the cannoli as everyone's enemy. They're playing in a lumberjack match. It's crowd meter five. The max hand size at this crowd meter is five. Rage hits a finish. Cannoli buries five. And because of the gimmick of everyone's enemy, the opponent also has to bury five. The special finish rules of Lumberjack are, I believe if you end your turn with no cards in hand, you lose the match. So both players at the end of the turn, even with the breakout at crowd meter five, end the turn with no cards in hand. And so it is ruled a double knockout. So both players in the third place match lose at crowd meter five. I've never heard of this happening before, so they managed to pull off a super show first in Monday night consigliere fights. That's the Monday night tournament. Thursday, another edition of Seasons Beatings. In this particular tournament, it's a claim the throne theme. So we have 14 players, two groups, seven players per group. Each player plays the other six. Top three records per group advance into the top cut. One match in the top cut. It's a claim the throne match. The six players in the match were Alec Ventresca as. Will Ospreay. Somebody I've never heard of. They're listed as Chicken Boy. 
I don't know if that's a player I'd know or a brand new player, but Chicken Boy is Pluto. Chris Pate is Combat Chris. Matt Barone is Anthony Gangone. I'm going to guess that's the rogue Anthony Gangone. The SRG BOSS as Primalata. And Hold the Line Harry as Ember Wolf. The winner at Crowd Meter Zero, rolling a 10, Alec Ventresca as Will Ospreay. There's a little bit of controversy here because Alec Ventresca hits the finish on the SRG boss. The SRG boss ends up rolling three straight fives to lose. Now, Hold the Line Harry did make a save roll, but and apparently this was not communicated to all of the players well. There's some communication issue as to who knew, who didn't. But the save roll rules were changed for this match. Normally, here's how a save roll works. A player rolls for the breakout. Another player rolls for the save. If what the save roll player rolled, if the skill rolled, matches the skill the player making the breakout roll, the player attempting to break out can add the value of that skill to his breakout roll. So, I'll just make up some numbers here. SRG Boss rolls Agility. His printed Agility is 5. Hold the line Harry. Making the save roll. Rolls his Agility. His Agility skill value is 7. He gets to add that 7 to... The boss is 5, so the boss rolls a 12 for the breakout roll. In this particular case, that rule was changed. Rolling a save roll only gave a plus 1. So, if they matched and the boss rolled his 5, the best that could happen is a 6. Essentially, the only way the boss could get a 10 is if 5 players successfully made save rolls. On the boss's five. That did not happen. And so as a result of this. Alec Ventresca wins. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Yasmin. I think I forgot to mention that earlier. And look. That happens. Sometimes rules get changed. The ideal thing would be. To put this on the post. When this match goes live. On supershowthegame.com. Sometimes that doesn't happen. And. That's just the way things go sometimes. It's, it's rough to lose a match like that. But, you know, that's, again, that's just how it goes. Super Show is the most unpredictable card game in the world. And this is just another example of it being unpredictable. That was Thursday night. No news yet as to what the next Thursday event will be. This is an unconfirmed rumor. It could be Grand Battle. We'll have to see. That was Thursday Night Fights, Claim the Throne Edition. I have a couple of locals tournament results I'm going to give you. The first is from a new group, TVA. It's the TVA Last Resort of 2022. I'm not 100% sure where TVA is based at. This was a six-player tournament. Appears to be a round robin. Each player played the other five. The top two after the round-robin play were Drew Madsen as Jay White and Zach Atchley 
as Luna Hallows. So they faced off. They were both 4-1. They faced off in a finals match. No idea if there were any stipulations. But the winner with Luna Hallows, Zach Ashley. Congratulations to him. That's the first locals event I have. The second locals event I have is out of Misos Games in Louisville, Kentucky. This is the Louisville, Kentucky group. This is Harvey Luster's Ladies' Night. This is also, from what I can see here, a round-robin tournament. Seven players. Each player played the other six. After the round-robin, you had two players, both at four and two. Greg Shockley, a.k.a. Harvey Luster himself, as the original Sage, versus the phenomenal one, Kirk Polka, as the new Mila Mai. The winner, who gets a shot at the Misos Championship, Kirk Polka as the new Mila Mai. So Kirk Polka as Mila Mai takes on current champion, Anarchy Sun. Anarchy Sun, currently the champion going in with the competitor based on his son, Mayhem. So Mayhem versus Mila Mai. For the Misos Championship. I have no details on the match itself. But the winner and new champion. The phenomenal one, Kirk Polka. He is the new Misos Champion. Congratulations to him for winning that event. That is all the locals information I have. If you want me to report on your locals, you can email me. Outlawmudcast at gmail.com or send me a message through Facebook Messenger. I will report on your event if I have the details or if I happen to come across them. That brings us to the last event that I'm aware of from this week a Saturday night tornado tag team pop up event. This, and it's been a long time since we've had one of these. This was a double elimination tournament. There were 16 players in this tournament. I think what I'm going to do is go winner's bracket, and then I'll talk about the loser's bracket, basically, and then the finals. So, the final two players in the winner's bracket, of course, going undefeated to the finals, were... The SRG, B-O-S-S, playing as the, I believe this is the Marauders of the Multiverse tag team, Pang and Shui, and yours truly, Michael Kirk, playing as the Immortal Brick Brothers, the Immortal Warriors version of that tag team. This was a crazy match. The Pang and Shui reroll gimmick, was really strong. The hand barrel gimmick was really strong. At one point, I was down to no cards in hand. I was completely empty. And then I was just able, through rolling my gimmick, to build my hand back up. And I end up taking the victory. So, I make the finals undefeated in the winner's bracket. In the loser's bracket, 
the finalists end up being the SRG BOSS, who had made the finals of the winner's bracket, and Foxworthy. Foxworthy playing as the New Wool Order, the original New Wool Order, Wooly Bully and Slash Gordon. Now, Foxworthy, Jeffrey Fox, was the player I actually beat to make the finals of the winner's bracket before the finals of both brackets. So I had played him before. We meet again. He defeats the boss in the final round of the loser's bracket. So we meet again in the finals. Now, because I'm undefeated in the finals, I must win only once to win. He must defeat me twice. It's main event. No stipulations up to this point. Main event in the finals. No additions to the finish rolls or breakout rolls. It's just the strict main event crowd meter. At crowd meter zero, I believe Foxworthy hits the first finish. I'm just going from memory. I'm able to break out. Crowd meter one, I hit the finish. I roll an 18. Foxworthy, Jeffrey Fox, unable to break out. And so I win the Saturday night tornado pop-up event. It's my first, best as I recall, my first, my best finish in an online event. I've made the finals before one time, but this time I come out the victor. I'm the winner of the Saturday night tornado tag team event. I'd like to thank Jeff McPeak for hosting. This was his event. He ran it well. I had a lot of tough matches. My first match went over an hour. It was a very tough match. Every match was tough all the way through. Thank you to everyone that played me. The boss, Jeffrey Fox. I got to play Drew Madsen for the first time. Hadn't met him before. Got to play Kyle Crabtree for the first time. It's nice to meet both of those gentlemen. But I end up winning the final event of this week. The last thing I have to talk about is Sunday Night Fights. But before I get to Sunday Night Fights, some news came in from the office of the general manager himself, John Calais. Monday night, so December 19th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, he will be appearing live on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash srguniverse, to give, again, another one of his fireside chats, I presume, talking about some topics, possible topics, may include an announcement for Grand Gathering 3, the fallout from the World Heavyweight Championship match I'll be talking about in just a few moments, potential next contender for that championship, the nomination process for the SRG Awards that I talked about earlier in the show. And he'll be talking about the performance of the general managers in his office. Essentially rating those performances. Talking about how often championships get defended. And potentially much more. Look for that Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Twitch.tv slash SRGUniverse. I will report on those results on next week's show. 
Now back to Sunday Night Fights. Three matches on the match card. One of those matches advertised for the match card I've been talking about for a while ends up not happening. The LFF Tag Team Championship was supposed to be on the line. The challengers, Animal Kingdom, the champions, Dangerous Alliance. Due to illness, that match has been rescheduled. So that did not happen. Instead, we have three matches. The first, a grudge match. Ant West playing as the antagonist versus the Dark Prince playing as Brett the Metalhead. And it is announced that based on the winners of this match and each match on the card, certain items will go on sale on Super Show the Game. So, before this match, if Ant West wins for one night only, antagonist competitor sets will be on sale at a discount on supershowthegame.com. If the Dark Prince wins, the Brian Cage Steel Cage deck will be on sale on the website. I'm not sure why there's a grudge match here, but I can tell you that this grudge match ends up going all the way to Crowd Meter 2, and in the end, I believe, hitting his grapple finish, the winner, Ant West. As a result of Ant West's victory, the SRG antagonist is on sale on the website. I checked. It is currently listed at $22. That sale and all of the sales resulting from Sunday Night Fights will only be going on for 24 hours. The next match on the card. Let me give you a little background on this match. Rowdy Ron would like to have a shot at the LFF Underworld Championship, the most prestigious championship in the Legendary Fighting Federation. The general manager of that division has given him the following challenge. He must face and defeat multiple members of the Dangerous Wool Alliance if he can defeat all of those members, he will get a shot at the Underworld Championship. Now, I am assuming, and I could be wrong here, I apologize if I am wrong, that he must win every single match, and the moment he loses, it's over. So, the first match of his potential gauntlet he could be running is against Chris Pate. Chris Pate as Ricky Riot versus Rowdy Ron as Lord Gareth. The sale condition is the following. If Rowdy Ron wins, Lord Gareth goes on sale on the website for 24 hours only. If Chris Pate wins, if you purchase a Dangerous Alliance Tornado Tag Team set on the website, you can put in a special request and get a foil arm stomp with art featuring the Dangerous Alliance. This ends up going to Crowd Meter 1. The winner here, Chris Pate. As far as I know, that means for at least this particular path to the Underworld Championship, it's blocked, it's over. 
If Rowdy Ron wants a shot at the belt, I believe he'll have to go about it another way. Again, I could be wrong, but Rowdy Ron is not able to beat Chris Pate. Chris Pate and Ricky Riot too much for Lord Gareth. And so if you buy Dangerous Alliance in the next 24 hours, put in a special request, you will get a foil arm stomp featuring the Dangerous Alliance in the art. That brings us to the final match. The LFF World Heavyweight Championship on the line. The challenger, the big guy playing as the big guy, cashing in a signed Master of Ceremonies card. The champion, Big Match Pete, playing as Colt Cabana. No matter the victor here, if you make a purchase tonight or within the next 24 hours, you can put in a special request. You will get an alternate art finger poke of doom card featuring the big guy in the arts and a copy of put some respect on it. No matter who wins. So big match Pete versus the big guy. Crowd meter zero. It only goes to crowd meter zero. The winner in the end, still champion, big match Pete. Afterwards, the big guy blames Alexander Slamilton for somehow helping Big Match Pete win dishonestly, and so he will be turning his attention to Alexander Slamilton, the big guy versus Slamilton, some point in the future. And that is the news from this week. As far as tournaments upcoming, I don't know. This is the holiday season. We won't start seeing things get posted until Monday, but be on the lookout for Monday night consigliere fights. Be on the lookout for potentially a Chibi's Thursday night fights. Maybe a Grand Battle version of Chibi's Thursday night fights. And maybe more. Who knows? Dojo Tuesday night. And also, there's going to be a championship match next Wednesday after Talk of the Universe. I believe this is the Triad Championship. I believe the Triad Championship is going to be on the line this Wednesday night. So look for a championship match Wednesday night. Card, as always, subject to change. And with that being said, that's going to do it for this episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.